Okay. I think the thing is, and maybe this is just like such a warped perception. I don't think anything is unrealistic. That is totally valid. Like, I'm just like, why not? You know, like where people are like bucket list destinations. I'm like, yeah, let's just do it. Like, let's do these things. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think there's like a brand that I'm like, oh my gosh, once I work with them, I think I just want to be working on like very high paid campaigns within the tourism and travel industry. Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. Today, we have Kelly, who is here with us on the Royal Caribbean Cruise. So Kelly and I met, I think it was the first day. Yeah, first yeah. day. And we had a long chat too about like uh, like being a creator and so on. And so I knew that I needed to get Kelly on to share her journey because she does have a very distinct style Thanks and taste. And she also had like a, a many years of journey in order to find her style. So I think that could be really helpful for many people listening. So thanks, Tina. Thank you so much for being here. Wow, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is very exciting. First of all, I think I can maybe just do a quick summary of mm-hmm. like your uh, background up to now. So from my understanding, you mm-hmm. went to UK for school. Yep. And that's where you met your now husband. Oh, no. So we actually met in the States. Oh. Yeah. You but did tell me. That's okay. You, he was here for school. Yeah, so we met at university in America, but I did go to university in the UK after that. So that oh. was like before we were married. That's how you get a visa oh, and go and study abroad. I so see, I see. my master's degree was in the UK. Got so you you basically did have it. <laughs> but yeah, so we met in the States and then moved over to the UK after that. So you moved to the UK for him. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Go to move for love. And it totally worked out. You guys are the sweetest couple that I have seen. And I told you that yesterday. But honestly, like when in real life, like they're super, super cute together. Tina, that's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So after you moved here, you went to school. And during that time, you mm-hmm. started a blog. Yes. Um, because, you know, when you have a school visa, you can't technically get a like a proper job, nope, right? You cannot. Um, yeah. So when you that would be like 10 years ago? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because I was on a student visa in the UK, you're not allowed to work during that time. So I had graduated and was like, what do I what do I do to fill that time before I have to leave? Yeah. Um, because I was obviously living with my husband Joe at the time. And so we were just like, okay, what do we what do we do? And uh, then I just started like a little travel blog, lifestyle blog. It was just my day to day. Yeah. Like kind of a fun outlet, just kind of where I could share what was happening, what was going on. And also for people back home, like family and friends to kind of keep up with me Mm. because this is pre-Instagram days. So that is when blogging was the whole thing. Yeah. So you were doing your blog mostly for fun Mm -hmm. and something to do. Yes. um, Doing lifestyle and travel. Mm -hmm. And then uh, around 2016, 17, when Instagram really became like the mainstream platform for people to post on and grow their personal brand on you sort of switched your focus to be mostly on that, right? Yeah, I think just because 
it's short form content and it is just so much easier. I think blogging and blog posts are very intensive and they do take a lot of time. Whereas when you're, you know, or at least back in the day on Instagram where you could share something really quickly and, you know, you'd share like a little short caption about it. And that felt a lot easier than, you know, how long it would take to sit down and write a full blog post about what I was doing versus I could really summarize that super quickly yes on yes. instagram yeah and even with blog posts you had to do research you link things and mm-hmm. then also you have to have keyword rich you know seo paragraphs and oh all yeah that. and that took a long time to make happen and instagram is like so easy so casual at least it was at least Until it, was. it wasn't once upon a time it yeah. was very easy so then you continued this like lifestyle fashion travel but it wasn't until the pandemic that you mm-hmm. truly found a style that was right for you or your passion so yeah. to speak and also with the short form video content becoming uh, like mainstream type yeah. of content you really rode that that wave mm-hmm. and along with posting on tiktok that's how you got to where you are now yeah with hundreds of thousands on each platform yeah right? yeah exactly i think stepping back to yeah 2020 it was all about finding you know the things that actually brought you joy and made you happy during that time because it was a really obviously challenging, difficult time for everyone. So you wanted to be working on what you actually cared about and wanted to talk about daily. Um, And I think for me, that was like, you know, you're finding passions in the things like that I really loved when I was like a teenager. Like, you know, I loved reading and like films and, you know, it's very like fantasy magic based style and like that aesthetic. And I got really into discovering the content that I wanted to create and, you know, I just feel like it really that was the time where I just discovered and realized this is this is my passion and this is how I want to create moving forward. Yeah. Um not necessarily always well because obviously when reels and TikTok kind of took over, I mean, looking back at my videos that I created then, oh, like everything's like there. it's like, you know, everything's super shaky yeah, or yeah. It, the quality is just disastrous and I'm like you know you just want to revisit those locations or places and reshoot everything yeah I better better now I know totally <laughs> same even if it's like the difference of a, like an iPhone 10 versus like an iPhone 14 totally like magnitudes and you couldn't even use that footage anymore this is the thing because you know any place that we visited kind of you know pre a certain time it's just the quality is just not there yeah. unless you know necessarily people were doing professional cameras but that certainly wasn't me back then I don't know I don't think that was you back then either so yeah I'm like now we just we just have to go back to all the places we want to go to yeah yeah okay so that's that's really interesting about how you found the the passion because I think a lot of people were probably in your shoes pre-pandemic where they were doing certain Mm -hmm. topics and they were just posting content that seemed kind of right you know it was things that they liked and that they did but there wasn't a very specific style or way they did it Mm -hmm. would you say like currently you are more defined by the visuals style which is more like fantasy like and almost Mm -hmm. fairy tale like versus like the topics that you're restricted to because i i think that there's like topic-based people where they only talk about travel and then there's also style-based creators Mm -hmm. where it's more like they have a very distinct visual style and then they can talk about different topics yeah i would say i would I think I'm more style based yeah. because I think I can transcend, you know, 
different topics if I want to. And also like different locations. Like this year, I really wanted to travel to more warm weather destinations. And it's not something necessarily that people think of when they see my feed or my account, but it's something, you know, I'm really passionate about seeing everywhere and everything. So it's about making that work too and just shooting it in my style. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of do everything as long as you do it in your style and make it, you know, make it your own in your own way. So basically you were able to really define your style during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and hone in on that. And that's what made the difference. Yeah. Can you describe like what the follower growth was like? So we have a picture. Honestly, it did take a while. So I think like throughout the pandemic, I probably like looking back, I'd have to really look back. I probably was like at like maybe like 34K on Instagram. I probably should have looked before this. But um, yeah, over that time period, like I guess now it's been it's three years on. And then um, I think last year my account hit 100K and then I was kind of, actually my account's grown like by 200K in the last like six weeks, crazy. which is crazy. Yeah. Joe and I were talking about that this morning because wow. I was like, what's I don't know. Just looking back, I like to kind of keep track on like how things are going yeah. and just, yeah, keep on top of things. But yeah, that's crazy growth and very great, obviously. Is it all from a viral reel, I assume? So I have a couple viral ones at the same time, which is great. But yeah, it is like those aesthetic videos that, you know, they really come across well, like across the world. It's a worldwide, you know, aesthetic video because it is just me like running or just like in beautiful scenery. So, you know, anyone can enjoy that from anywhere. It's not necessarily, you know, specific to one region, Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of the way that you can grow. Mm. It's been a very exciting couple weeks. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that it all happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, yeah, I think before then it was like, because I, I like to like record number. I'm like, I just like to record stats. So it was like, yeah, like six weeks ago at like 250 or so. Okay. Oh, and wow, yeah, quite a jump. I was wow. like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. But really great. And then you you can look and obviously track based on, you know, yes. the insights on reels. So you can see, you know, which when ones, which ones have yeah. pulled in the most yeah. and yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um. So during this process, have you seen like different types of people come in as followers or what type of, are they pretty like engaged people do you find? Yeah, I, I have found that I have a pretty engaged audience, which is amazing and I really love. But also I think a lot of that is down to I talk a lot in DMs. Like mm. I respond to mostly all my messages. I'm pretty good on it. Yeah. So like, you know, if a people come in with like requests in my DMs, like once they've made it to like, you know, oh, you've wow. got, you've got the primary, the general and the requests, right? Yeah, yeah. If they make it from the requests to the general, like we're friends forever. Like I will always respond and talk to everybody. Got so it. Yeah. it is like about building an audience, but I also just find it's just great to talk to people yeah. from, you know, anywhere and everywhere. Does it ever become unmanageable? At certain points sometimes, but for now, I'm probably not as good at moving everybody over from the request sometimes just because, you know, when we are busy traveling yeah. or, um, you know, moving around, it's it's a little bit harder to stay on top of. But I try. I try yeah. pretty hard to, like, respond to people in the mornings and 
that's like a little routine I have. Mm. And what about TikTok? Was mm-hmm. it a similar growth trajectory? Do you find that the ones that go viral on Reels do also go viral on TikTok? Or was it completely different? Sometimes, sometimes they, you know, you can tell if it's going to go viral on both. But TikTok and Instagram, they really just do surprise you sometimes yeah. because there's occasionally no rhyme or reason. Yeah. And, you know, something that's going to perform amazingly on TikTok might not translate to Instagram. So recently I had a video on TikTok that was like a million and, you know, that that's good. It's not like one of my best, but it's really good still. And, you know, on my Instagram, it's like 100K views or something. So it's just interesting, like what goes really well on TikTok necessarily you know, sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Do you find that more casual stuff does better on TikTok and that on Instagram you have to be a bit more polished? I think that's probably like the the way, I don't know, I think the way people would see it. I think Instagram is definitely more aesthetic yeah. and yeah, TikTok is a little more unpolished. However, I just post kind of the same thing across both. Um, so I have not necessarily gone into showing my unpolished life on TikTok, Mm -hmm. but it could be something to explore later. I think people really enjoy behind the scenes. Um, and I always think, oh, I really should just share, you know, more of like what I would post to Instagram stories. I really should share on TikTok, but it's really hard to post across everything all the time. It is. And also the way that you think about doing Instagram stories is still quite different to the way that you would film a TikTok. Exactly. Because even though TikTok is relaxed and it is more casual and it's Mm -hmm. more authentic, but you... You know, you still have to not script it, but you still have to have it be choppy. And one word after the other, people aren't going to wait for you either, Mm -hmm. no matter how authentic the platform is. So I don't know if it can directly translate. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. And I wish that I had like the magic formula to it all. It would be great. Yeah. But... I don't yet. So it'd be cool to experiment to see a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, it is. They're both. It's a lot of work to create for across all channels. Yes, yes. So here's a potential solution that I have thought about. Okay, but I have not executed. So if someone wants to execute this, try it and let me know. Because <laughs> um, I've ha- I've had this problem where I'm okay. like, how how is it possible for me to even just post on all these different platforms and also yeah so many files to manage like how do I handle this so mm-hmm. I thought what if I create an apple id that is communal and then everything that is content goes onto that phone and oh. goes onto that cloud and so then whoever is editing my stuff um has all access to all platforms and they will download just all of the clips they'll yeah. sort the horizontal cl- clips for youtube the vertical clips for all other platforms oh. and they'll sort through all of the stories all of the aesthetic stuff mm-hmm. and then they will create various um i like to create my own reels i won't i won't be having anybody else create it yeah but they can create like multiple pieces of tiktok mm-hmm. based on what they gathered from that, that camera roll and then also help me string together stories and then I'll write the text caption because, you know, it has to, you have to be writing what you mean and, yeah. you know, what you wanted to express. It's from coming from you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have to be the one posting it. But all I wanted to save time on is just the cutting up of the ums and ahs and like the piecing together little things, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's a, an idea that I've thought of. I have not executed on it. I don't think it would be easy to find the right person to do this. I think trust. Yeah. And and also, I mean, it's a ton of organization. So I am like a queen of like organized chaos. 
my phone is, you know, there's just so many files yes. and they're just everywhere. And I'm not organized with it at all. I'm yeah. like, I know where things are, but it's, it's a chaotic space. Like yes. all of my tech, my laptop, everything's in a chaos zone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually I love that idea, but I create all of my stuff. So I, I don't have any help yet, but that sounds like the dream really. Yeah. You've yeah. got to do the communal Apple ID. I love it. Yes. If anybody is watching <laughs> this and wants to apply for this role, please reach out to me. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you'll have some takers. If there you are can some do people a good who job. are, yes. people are organized, yeah. more organized than me. So yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. If you like organizing, then this job is for you. <laughs> Apply below. I love that. Um, yeah. So other than that, yeah. Otherwise, I haven't really thought of a good way to to uh, post across platforms other yeah. than just simple repurposing. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, we know that sometimes it works for some people depending on their type of content. But yeah. oftentimes, it doesn't really translate directly. Mm -hmm. um, just because you post a TikTok on Instagram or in shorts doesn't mean you're be you will be guaranteed to grow on all all platforms so true have you tried to post on shorts or are you not really focusing on that yet okay so i have started posting on shorts um because i don't know like in the back of my head i'm like someday i'll do youtube but yeah. then i always forget to film like you know horizontally so yeah. it's just never happening but i have started posting on shorts to mild I don't even want to say success. I'm just posting, you yeah. know, I'm trying to be consistent with it and just, but it's all repurposed. So mm -hmm. it's all the same things that I'm posting on Instagram or TikTok. And then hopefully just another audience is yeah. seeing it. And sometimes you do get like pretty good views on there. Um, I don't know. How have you found your success on shorts? Yeah. So for me, I've only repurposed the more educational side. So that the full-time influencer side, not mm -hmm. the Tina Lee page. I haven't repurposed anything at all. Yeah. Um, and so for the full-time influencer, I think it was a little trickier, mm -hmm. potentially because it's more like an educational style. So then you really need that education to reach the exact audience yeah um so it's not general entertainment which i find is a lot of what is on shorts is yes. like general entertainment uh, celebrity gossip aesthetic travel interesting um, yeah. so far at least that's what shows up for me yeah um so or like those pretend podcasts like people who oh sure yeah talk about men and women and you know that kind of stuff yeah yeah so it hasn't really been so helpful for me personally, mm -hmm. but we only kept it up for about a month. Okay. So I, I don't think we also have enough data points to go by. So we'll see yeah. as we try in the future more. Yeah. I fully understand because I, I don't think that I've posted enough or repurposed enough because, you know, when I'm already posting on and you're probably the same when you're already posting on Instagram and TikTok and then, I don't know, there is a point where I'm just like, okay, I really need to just post on everything all at once. Yes, yes. But then my audiences aren't necessarily active at the same times across all of these. So then it's yeah. just remembering to do it. Yeah. Um, so I just need to work on that. Yeah. Maybe this is a nice goal for, yeah. you know, the next month. <laughs> yes. It's a lot to do. Do you plan to hire any help in the future to help you organize things mm -hmm. or um, keep you on track? I would love to do that. I think Right now, it's just me and my husband, Joe, who like writes down in his notes on his phone, just like all the shots that I want to get, like while we're talking out loud about it. Mm -hmm. He's very organized, but he works full time, so he can't yeah. do that. Yeah. But I would love to have help, but it I'm not sure it's necessarily on the cards like in the near future, maybe like later down the road, but I don't necessarily think quite yet. Yeah. 
it would be amazing though. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that's like a little bit far off, a far off dream to have. I would I would really like help. Yeah. How much does your husband currently help you? I mean, I know he has a full time job. <laughs> you guys are sort of living the perfect lifestyle where he can work remote. He can come、mm -hmm. on a lot of these trips for you. He's also willing to help you. Oh yeah, and he's in sports journalism. Does he also、mm -hmm. do photography in that area, or is it reading, writing? Yeah, so it's it's writing, or、okay. he'll host shows as well. So he's actually very good at doing you know live shows, and you know he records、um, segments. For like their YouTube and things like that,、oh. he's very good. He's super professional. Versus me coming on a podcast for the first time, I'm like, you're oh, great. Oh wow, oh thanks.、Yeah, But、great. I'm I'm not very experienced in that,、yeah. um, or even just doing you know like anything necessarily live. But he's great. Like he's、Got、super、it. professional with it. But yeah, he helps. He helps a lot. You know, obviously you've seen this week. He's around. All the time,、yeah. um, but I shoot. You know, like I get everything kind of set up, and then you know he's very good at the directions、Got、that、it. I can give,、yeah. and I think that makes a huge difference as well. Yeah. yeah, the fact that he also has experience hosting and and、mm -hmm. doing that also I think helps as well because then he can maybe help direct you or just、yeah. he at least knows how it's gonna go, and then you know. How you need to look at the camera and that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think over the last few years, also like I think we've both gotten a lot better at it, and just like communicating,、um, you know, what I need out of the content that we're shooting. So we always say, you know, if if we're not necessarily getting it, it's like okay, we need to communicate this a little bit better because sometimes it's hard to articulate exactly, you know. My brain just like you know to the video. I'm like, this is what I want, but how do you sometimes say that? Yeah.、Um, so yeah, we try to be like, okay, let's communicate this. Like, let's make sure we can get it.、Um, yeah. He's really helpful.、Oh, I'm really lucky.、Great. I know. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's really nice to to see couples like that because it's definitely not the norm. And, yeah. And it wasn't how we started either.、Mm -hmm. um, even now, it's a bit hard to for me to communicate because I have little patience, <laughs> and he has no content creation skills. So there's like a little bit of like a gap there,、mm -hmm. but I'm also very grateful that my husband is willing to help,、mm -hmm. especially now, yeah,、um, compared to before, <laughs> and so it does make a big difference. But what I have found is that even though he is free and he is available, it's just faster for me to like hire help, yeah, because there's very little communication that even needs to happen. Yeah, I just like here's the camera. Do your thing. I want this, this, this result, and they'll figure out all of the settings.、Themselves. That's brilliant.、Yeah. I think that's really great, and that could definitely be something in the future for me to、yeah. look into. But you also do a lot of different content styles, and you know, I think right now I'm more focused on like the aesthetic, yeah,、um, you know, videos that Joe really can help me with a yes, lot,、yes. which is great. But you are filming a lot. You're a very busy woman, Tina. So. The help is probably very necessary. Is, yes. Well, in terms of your style, actually,、uh -huh. you're doing, like you said, aesthetic style right now, and also sometimes you share like really good tips on where to visit in、mm -hmm. places. Like、yeah. you have a lot of information in your captions. Yes. Do you think you'll want to venture into other types of content in the future? Like, obviously, you'll keep doing all of the aesthetic and、yeah. value adding travel tips.、Mm -hmm. Or is there other types of content that you've been wanting to try, or you've seen that you like、Ooh. that you want to venture into? I think I would probably really like to do more like talking to camera、um, videos, you know, travel videos and things、yeah. like that because I do think that sits primarily on my stories. Yeah,、um, that's just where I. 
kind of have that. But I think it would be really great to have that in more of the videos or the reels that I'm posting and sharing. But I do share like a lot of travel tips. You're right. Like within those aesthetic videos that I do or like the compilations of yes. different places within that, you know, my blogging, my blogging roots take hold because I'm, I love kind of sharing all of the details of the things to do in different places and how, you know, to book, you know, whatever yeah. destination yeah. or that people are going to. Yeah. And it's very comprehensive. So people can save that one post and be able to go to that destination. Exactly. So. It's all about, you know, it's the shareable, savable content yes. because exactly, yeah. this is key. So, you know, not only I think I think my goal is to be sharing something that looks beautiful, aesthetically looks beautiful. So it's visually eye-catching to someone, yes. but then also, you know, it grabs people with that information, yes, which is really yes. important. And, you know, sometimes I am lazy and it's just like a, hey, it's autumn and I'm running, whatever, you know, a, a silly caption. But, you know, the times where I'm sharing the travel information, it's it's detailed. Totally. Yes, yes, totally. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely the, the progression that I see a lot. And yeah. uh, it starts with, or it, first of all, perfecting the uh, visuals first yes. to attract people in and then adding more value to the visuals so that there's a reason for your people to stay mm -hmm. so that they get value from you. And then often coupled with that or the next level above that would be to they stay because they like the way that you teach them or the way yeah. that you share the value. And that's when these talking videos would definitely come in handy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think what I see a lot is there's a lot of like aesthetic creators who are really good at their aesthetics and they yeah. really lean on that. And then over time, they really get used to it and then they don't really do talking or other styles. Mm -hmm. And for the creators that I see venture out into talking mm -hmm. it's almost like they discovered newfound land and they have this completely new audience it's yes. very interesting to see yeah um, i think you can kind of transcend different you, can, you yeah. know audience or bring in more audience types yeah. when you're sharing different sorts of videos so it definitely it's a goal to do more more talking i always it's the, just kind of the thing that's like on the back burner in my mind because i think first of all how do i get you know the beautiful shot that i want Yes. How do I get, that's my number one goal always to get, you know, the epic iconic shot that I know I'm going to share um, and that I'm going to love. And then it's like, oh, please remember to do the talking, you know, behind the scenes or, you know, sharing details. Yeah, I am kind of liking voiceovers on yeah. videos though. So yeah. I am trying to get a little bit better at that because yeah. it's something I don't necessarily have to do in that moment, but can exactly, return yeah. to later. Yeah. That's the first step usually, and it's a really good one too yeah. because then people also hear your voice. They start mm -hmm. to trust you, and then it gives so much personality to that piece of yeah. content as well. So I always like to watch creators, and then I like to hear what they sound like, mm -hmm. or at least I want to watch their stories. Yeah, um, And only then do I trust them, like you're a real human being. Because <laughs> you know? it's hard to tell when you're just seeing their beautiful feed. So that's yeah. like a human element. I think that's really important as well. And um, something that I really like to do with my content is, you know, I, I am sharing those, you know, beautiful posts and things like that. But on my stories, I do like it to be pretty real. Yeah. Um, you know, so sharing like, you know, day to day silliness or things, just general thoughts or like, you know, book review. It's just kind of everything can yeah. go on my stories versus I think my page itself is a little bit more 
you know, the travel focus. Yeah. My stories are kind of more me focused. Yeah. Totally. totally. Makes sense. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So with all of this uh, growth that you have seen in recent years, have you found that it changed your career trajectory a lot in terms of like how you were able to monetize and the types of brand deals that were coming in? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, you know, pre-pandemic, I definitely wasn't earning very much for my work, but you know, I was, I was quite happy with like having the goals to like make it work. And I think I had set myself like a mental deadline of, you know, if I'm not making it by a certain time, I really am just going to like move on. Yeah. Um, what is your definition of making it? I think making it would be, and has been actually just having more like my salary higher than what it was when I was in my full-time job before. Yeah. So once I was like, okay, I'm earning that, then I like, I feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and I've quote unquote made it, but you know, where you can live comfortably, like on the salary that you used to have, but doing what you actually want to do. Um, I think that was, that was my definition of making it, but now it changes every, you know, the goalposts change all the time for yeah. me. So, you know, it's how do you keep getting better and yeah. doing more? And I think obviously now this is my career, so mm-hmm. it's not going anywhere. And this is what I'm definitely doing. But yeah, I do have different goals what that I update a lot. Now? I have like a financial goal that I want to hit for my financial year. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping to do that this year. But yeah, this is probably my best year so far. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Um, and also just in terms of like vanity metrics, I had those that I wanted to hit. And so I don't know, I think at the start of the year, whenever I was talking with Joe about it, like we do goal check-ins and stuff, we do all these things. Um, but I wanted to hit like 400K by the end of the year on Instagram. I was and, like, yeah. and I and it's done now. Yeah. So I need a new goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll have like a financial goal and like some vanity metric goals um, and also just like brands I might want to work with in the future mm. and just kind of I've, I've got them all written down and you just try and like keep track and check in. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty happy with how the year is going. So it's good. That's awesome. What yeah, are some of the brands that you would What's like a dream brand that you want to work with? That's realistic. Oh, gosh. Okay. I think the thing is, and maybe this is just like such a warped perception. I don't think anything is unrealistic. That is totally valid. Like, I'm just like, why not? You know, like where people are like bucket list destinations. I'm like, yeah, let's just do it. Like, let's do these things. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think there's like a brand that I'm like, oh my gosh, once I work with them, I think I just want to be working on like very high paid campaigns within the tourism and travel industry. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be great to like, you know, I've worked with airlines in the past and I want to continue to do things like that. Yeah. Um, You know, I'd love to work with like Canon. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. So that's you know, your camera of choice. My camera choice is Canon. Yeah. yeah. Like I would love to, you know, do work with them or like even like Adobe would be great because I do a lot of like photography as well. Yes. And, you know, that's the thing you kind of miss. So I don't really do as much anymore. Yeah. Um, but obviously real covers are, you know, the beautiful edits. So I do miss photography. But yeah, uh, yeah I would say I would say kind of brands like that I would love to work with. Mm. And also, I mean, I have my home account, which is like a little side side section. So I'd also like really like to build that and yeah. work with more home companies too. Oh, are you doing like renovations? Is that why you started it or is it an inspo account? It's kind of just an inspo account. It's just like for fun. So I'm not very great at DIY. I painted a wall this year and it was very <laughs> exciting. Um, 
painted a wall and then I painted a room after that. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's about yeah. my DIY skills. But yeah, probably working on that as well. So I've got a couple of different things that yeah. I'm like, I can get excited about. Actually, uh, now that you mentioned that, I have a friend, Rachel. She was also on the podcast a while ago, mm -hmm. and she has two pages, Rach Martino and Dream okay. Loft Studios. Yeah. And she started Dream Loft Studios because she was renovating some photo studios, uh -huh. and she was already posting that on TikTok, and it wasn't so such a great fit for her actual Instagram, and she it's more of a precious space because that's where, like, you know, a lot of her main things happen. Yeah. So she started a new exactly. page for her, also for her studio, just for also advertising. It's a business account, you know. You yeah. need to have that business account. It just blew up from all of these posts and it's that's become great. a second revenue stream for her. And that's fantastic. Yeah. And that would be really a goal to have, yeah. but I'm not so necessarily DIY. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I need to get a bit better at it. But um, yeah, yeah. I have like a, quite like a moody... As you can imagine, I'll show you. It's like yeah. a mo yeah, moody, like magical home. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I don't really do many um, DIY projects yet, mm -hmm, but that mm -hmm. could be fun to do yeah. in the future. Like so. She doesn't do too much DIY. Like she has contractors do it for her, but okay. nonetheless, it is like renovating a space. Yeah, exactly. And she's sharing the process of doing that and the design process behind it. It's so fun. Yeah, I, yeah, I, love, I love home interiors, but yeah. I agree because it is, it's hard to find the space on my page for all of that. Yes. because you do have to kind of niche yourself down a little bit um you know and some people maybe get to a certain point where they really don't have to niche themselves like anymore yeah. which is great yes but very hard to do so I'm, I'm pretty happy to keep like my travel and like you know me primarily account and then my home account is just home stuff yeah sometimes I share it across both but Yes, yes. I think you do have to become almost like a public figure, almost celebrity figure. Mm -hmm. And that's when you can really just ignore niches altogether. You can do what you want. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but even then, I do find that most people really do stick to their their yeah. lane, though. And then it's just a sprinkle of things that happen in their life that they put in there mm -hmm. um, so that it doesn't like switch completely. Because I guess at that point, they have too much to lose if they were to just like switch yeah i guess you wouldn't change it like entirely but yeah where you could kind of share a little bit more across everything yeah um yeah i mean that's a great place to be at yes yeah and also one thing that i thought was very interesting about your situation was that you're technically you know you're american mm -hmm. and you have a uk passport now um but you are based in the uk yes and so your campaigns come from uk agencies yeah primarily yes. yeah i think that's a really interesting topic because mm -hmm. many people get confused about like oh i'm from here but i'm based here like who do i work with yeah or, but my audience is mostly from here but then i'm living in a different continent mm -hmm. how do i approach brands yeah um when you first started there did you just position yourself as a uk-based creator just irregardless of yeah. the fact that you um, were born in america like that just didn't factor in it just didn't factor in at all yeah i was basically just like UK, a UK yeah. blogger. Yeah. Um, and really, unless somebody was like watching my stories or really kind of had paid attention and knew, you know, that I was obviously from America. Yeah. But yeah, I, I always positioned myself pretty much as like a UK. Interesting. UK, I don't know, citizen, resident. Yeah. It, because it is true. And now I have dual citizenship. So I am a bit of both now. Yeah. Which is great. Do you get to see much of the US side of the influencer marketing industry or mostly UK? 
It's mostly UK and like Europe, but I have started to see an increase of working with, you know, US brands, which actually is like, as we were talking about goals, now I'm like remembering my goals. That is a goal for me to work with more US companies. Just so I have like probably, I just want like a good 50-50 split. So I want to be working more with US companies and, you know, continue with UK companies too. Yeah. That's a very unique situation to be in, to be able to even do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm assuming your audience is, I guess, mostly UK, like the majority? Yeah, but actually, I mean, also US. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, it's kind of both really, which is why, you know, I really do want to build up having really strong audiences in both countries yeah. because that's very important to me. And, you know, they're both my like home countries now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it, it would be really great to, you know, build that following a little bit more in the States yeah. and, and be working with companies in America. Yeah, yeah. And do you find that, is there a difference between, let's say, rates in the US versus in yeah. Europe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think the it's- US pays better 10 times over? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And this is like a big like industry thing in the UK that like, so I have a lot of like, you know, travel friends, obviously in the UK and yeah, the rates like we, we definitely know the US pays much higher, but I think that's because the US values the work of content creators a lot more seriously, yeah. I think than like throughout the UK and, and I think Europe is maybe even like worse than the UK for that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I've found, you know, if I get emails for campaigns, you know, the rates are probably the lowest in Europe. They're like, okay, in the UK. And then the US is probably the best. So also it doesn't hurt to want to expand my work in the US for that reason too. So I'm assuming when you say Europe, you mean like, you know, like Western European countries, let's say, you know, France, Germany. Yeah, probably. Only because that's my best reference point because I haven't worked further afield. So yeah, yeah, as I'm saying, yeah, Europe, probably like Western Europe, because that's what I've worked with more so. Yeah, yeah. That that does make sense too, not just because of the industry. I would say Germany is the most developed out of all of those Western European countries. UK, Germany, obviously, Mm -hmm. maybe equal, but probably also because of just like their their economic situation yeah maybe um, that too yeah i think it's just interesting i I think it's also just you know where you know the money that they're going to place toward you know content creation is you know maybe just like less there and maybe more more traditionally marketing focused so whereas i think like you know the u.s is really forward thinking with what they do um with influencers which is super cool and yeah i think the uk is definitely getting there but it's interesting because it's it's cool to talk about with everybody you know yeah now that i'm meeting more people who you know our content creators in the States and it's great to have insight Mm -hmm. and, you know, equally give insight from my point of view too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you find that I I also think that maybe because, because in the UK, the people maybe still consume more traditional media. I think US audiences, a lot of them are already not even watching anything but Netflix and social media and YouTube, mm-hmm. um, not counting YouTube as a social media platform. Yeah. You know, so I think it does make a lot of sense for US marketing to really focus on social mm-hmm. media and influencers. And also, I do think that consumerism is just just so much in the u.s like yeah marketing is such a huge focus in the u.s mm-hmm. you know it's all about selling you things like yeah. all the time so 
a huge portion of the budget would always go to this. It makes a lot of sense that way. Oh, totally. And also just like the states are massive. Like yeah. it's just, it's it's a huge area anyway, yeah. Um, really when you compare it to the UK. So it, it does make sense that marketing budgets and just campaigns would be a lot higher um, stateside. So but yeah, it is, it's really interesting to like really deep dive into. And I guess that also explains why you want to have US companies be mm -hmm. half of your portfolio and yeah. because you have like a pretty large US audience yeah. as well. And it would just be great, you know, I would never rule out moving back to the States. So yeah. it's always nice to have that on the cards just in case too. Mm. So it'd be great to have. I just want to have like, you know, good business in both. Yes, yes. I want it all. I want it all. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, speaking of like business, mm -hmm. do you have, what are your near term plans to expand mm -hmm. this? So I was just speaking with Mark Harrison earlier. Yep. Um, he's an adventure traveler also on this cruise. Mm -hmm. And we were just saying like, you can either create physical products or digital products, or oh, you yeah, could okay. create an agency, or you could scale your audience mm -hmm. so that you can scale your income that way but then still you know mostly working with brands or you could also do other routes like affiliate or ad revenue like what do you envision to be your path yeah so i currently have presets uh for images so i haven't developed necessarily for video yet but yeah i i already i do sell my presets and it's one of those things where I should talk about it a lot yeah. more than I do. Yeah. I launched them a couple of years ago and they, they have sold pretty well. But yeah. it is one of those things where you do have to keep talking about it. And yes. I always, I don't know, it's one of those things I always hate. And this is ridiculous in this industry. I hate selling too much to my audience. I, know, I understand. I really do. Like yeah. I, I try not to. Like obviously, I'm only working with brands that I'm really passionate about anyway. So the branding is great. Like anybody I'm working with, that's an automatic. Because for all the yeses that you see on a page, you really don't see all the nos. But yeah, for like my presets, I'm just like, oh, I've talked about them in the past. I should talk about it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also just like, you know, I've used affiliate links in the past as well, but I just really haven't shared too much lately. Yeah. I just think I haven't been shopping much, so I haven't been sharing much, yeah, yeah. which is an interesting thing too. But I think also physical products would be amazing in the future. Um, I even have a domain name saved for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Are you able to share or is that a secret right now? It's a secret right now. Okay. But I mean, it's not like that thrilling or anything, yeah. but yeah. I would love to launch like, you know, different sort of you know, bookish, magical content, things mm -hmm. like that, um, yeah. that people could physically buy. Yeah. But I know that products are just very difficult. So, yeah, yeah. you know, having my presets, that's a digital product mm -hmm. that people can buy. And I feel very comfortable and confident with, yes. but I know there's a lot of research that goes into, you know, putting out a physical product. So yeah. You yeah, never know. yeah. Um, we were also just talking about this, and I was saying that like my conclusion is that digital products is the best that you could possibly do, mm -hmm. highest margins. I've also worked with a company to produce a clothing line before in 2021. Okay, yeah, and it was significantly harder to sell than I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, even though a lot of people's response was really great, and also everyone who bought it took so many photos and shared so many photos on social media. Yeah, which is. Amazing. But the amount that was shared relative to the amount of sales mm -hmm. is still disproportionate. Yeah. And I was getting like a revenue share and it wasn't a bad revenue share, I will say, for the amount of effort that I had to contribute. Yeah. But it still just was not 
a worthwhile venture for me. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you just decide that, you know, you have done something and which is amazing. That's something that you, you know, really tried and you know, it's nice to also know your worth in terms of like where you want to spend your time and energy yeah. because it's something you could have poured more time into and also probably made continuously very successful. But if you're just not passionate about it in the end, then it's like, okay, yeah. we can move on to the next things. Yeah, yeah. And also at a point, you just kind of have to evaluate. You only have 24 hours out of the day. Yeah. You do have to prioritize the things that are bring in more profit. So It's, it's absolutely <laughs> and true happiness, though. More happiness. More this profit equals more happiness. More, pro more profit <laughs> equals happiness. Money equals happiness. Yeah. It is, I think, very important to be happy with what you're doing day to day. And totally. this is like a super important thing for me. And, you know, I think the busier that I'm becoming, I also am trying to prioritize, you know, what is making me happy every day too. Yeah, like, that's great. you know, I need that downtime to enjoy as well. Yeah, totally. We all do. Um, I actually think I burnt out a little bit in the past two years because I completely didn't focus on that. I didn't think yeah. too much about like what truly makes me happy. And I just felt like financial success and number success was the measurement, like the measurement. And it's oh, the yeah. only thing that mattered. And it's a very bad spiral, like downward spiral mm -hmm. uh, mentally, I think. Yeah. So now like just pure happiness don't even care about that it's still good it's still good it's still going very well but i just don't think too much about it it's a really good mindset to get into i definitely am still like i'm probably a good middle ground of it because yeah. i definitely still care about you know you you care about growing and you care about you know financial success absolutely because yeah. i do think you know there is privilege in knowing you know money can bring you know you know, happiness. the comfortableness, the happiness. So, you know, there is an element of that, but also, yeah, having, having, you know, time to like switch off and be like, that's, you know, I need my downtime too. Yeah. I yeah. think it's really important and yeah. learning, you know, what makes you happy is really good. Totally. Yeah. Wow. This was a really great conversation. I feel like you really shared a lot of the process that you went through and also your very unique situation of being like UK and US, Thanks, um, which could, you know, if that's your situation, this could be a reference point and you can see what mm -hmm. Kelly is doing with her page and how she is developing her style, but also speaking to both audiences to grow, you know, both sides of the business, which very, very smart. Thanks. So thank you for sharing your story and your insight and your journey with us today. Thanks, thank Tina. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. This has been really fun. <laughs> thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.